Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on? I'm your man, Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous podcast. What's going on with you, brother? Man, listen, I'm going to have to steal one of your phrases. I'm on cloud nine, man. I'm feeling oh, good, man. Watch out now. Man, I'm feeling good, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just, uh, I don't know. It's just, it just it, it's a lot of shit going right right now, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm feeling good, excited about the new pod. It's going to be coming out next week. Yep. Um. You know, I'm, I'm I uh, got up with the guy Casey, man. We actually going we gonna get together, man, this weekend and and work on some music, man. I got I got some I got some shit in mind, man. So uh, okay. you know, me and Casey gonna get together, work on some music and everything. But but I'm feeling good, man. Feeling great. How about yourself, man? I'm feeling ecstatic. You know what I'm saying? We back podding. You know what I'm saying? Nothing like that feeling. Um, got a little slight uh, congestion problem, but outside of that, I'm good. Yeah, man. Hey. Everybody have our days, man. You know man. what I'm saying? We get we get we get bit by the bug, but you know, hey, but I will say this though. I ain't being funny. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, man, you you boy been feeling good, man, since I got the COVID shot, man. I, I mean I'm just, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I, dude, I've been listen, I've been feeling real good, man. I ain't even gonna front. You just been out here just, you know what I'm saying, living La Vida Loca, huh? Yeah, man, yeah. And I heard in uh first off in like Y'all did a great pod, man. On appreciate it. On uh, first class podcast, shout out to E. Yeah, and uh, and the whole first class crew over there, man. It was it was a great podcast. It was fun to listen to, and I appreciate you bringing me up. Even even shouted out, you know, what I'm saying state championship. Right, you on, know, man. I got You know, I got <laughs> It's always uh, it's always love, man. When, you know, what I'm saying when we connect with E, me and E go way back. So you know, what I'm saying that's that's my brother, man. So. You know what I'm saying? He asked me to come on and jump on the pod. I was like, yeah, I'm on my way. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Everybody need to go too. check that out. That's, the, yeah, that's it's the, the thing about it. Like, it's it's always fun. It ain't never like, you know what I'm saying? Because he tried to, you know what I'm saying, like throw some thoughtful stuff in there every now and then. But, like, for the most part, like, he don't be really, you know what I'm saying, like on it too bad about where the conversation go. He kind of let the everything flow the way it flows. So, to me, man, that, that always makes a great pod. So, yeah, it's always dope. Yeah, man, most definitely, man, and and and, and I gotta tell you, your boy, your boy. Now, I went, I went, I went to the casino. Remember, you talked about it on the pod. Yeah, and I gave myself a limit. I said, "Yo, forty dollars. That's it." Like, okay. you know, what I'm saying, I, I don't. When it comes down $40. to like, <laughs> yeah, man, listen, I don't. I'm lucky. I, I don't have any like addiction habits. You know what I'm saying, like. I can I can stop myself from some shit. I was like, yo, forty dollars, that's it. I'm gonna see what I can do. I only want I want eleven dollars and I end up using that shit. So it was just like, <laughs> it was like that was it. Your boy your boy didn't hit it big. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So but you know, that, that was my first time ever going to a casino. So really? yeah, yeah, man. I never been to one before. So you know what I'm saying? It was all right. You enjoyed it though, right? Yeah, yeah, it was it was cool, man. It was cool. It was they had a lot of uh, COVID protocols in there. Um, you know, you had to keep your mask on the whole time. 
You know, they had uh, obviously they had uh, hand sanitizer all over the place. You know, a lot of fingers touching shit. So, other than that, man, it was cool, man. I was able to uh, look. We've been busy, yo. You know what I'm saying? I did a, I did a pie with Jamar. You know what I'm okay. saying? JD Oracle. You know I was saying I was that was the audience for that. I was definitely. Oh, yeah. That was for sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you was giving him a hard time, man. He was. Yeah, y'all held it down, man. Y'all held it down. <laughs> yeah, man. That was definitely fun, man. That That's just. That was just for me to get. That was for me to get my feet wet. You know what I'm saying? Getting ready for this uh, pie that's coming out on the 15th. So that was uh, that was fun, man. That was fun. So he also saying that he's going to be, you know what I'm saying? A part of. The four three podcast, man. But this this is great, man. It's like everybody on the team is like coming together, man. As far as those podcasters, man. This yeah. is this is this is gonna be great, man. I'm I'm really excited um, to get the four three started, big time, man. Like, listen, the, and the dope part about it is, is that everybody got some type of sports background, so it's not like you know what I'm saying we just a bunch of people who uh, just watch all day and you know what I'm saying never actually been on a field. You know what I'm saying? Some of us went further than others, but of course, you know what I'm saying, we all was actually involved in the sport. So I think that's what really makes uh that's what's really gonna make this podcast special. Man, most definitely, man, most definitely. But sadly, man, we gotta start with some uh we gotta start with some bad news. Uh we lost a an actor, man. You know, they they got in the game pretty late, but his impact was it was, he had a very huge impact to come in the game as late as he did, man. We lost Michael K. Williams. You know, a lot of people know him. Uh, he's most famous for Omar on uh, The Wire, which I didn't – I wasn't hip to The Wire when it was on. I got hip to it later on, and I was able to binge watch all of it. And uh, The Wire is – a lot of people consider it like HBO's like best show. You know, uh, I, I don't know if I would go that far. Right. It was it was a good show, but you know, but he was the the special thing about him. I was able to hear a lot about him actually because I listened to Ebro in the morning, and mm-hmm. one of the producers on the show, Shawnee, him and Michael K. Williams worked together a lot in the community. So they was like they and they also partnered up in this one thing that would help like that was helping a lot of people in Brooklyn, and they was talking about how Michael K. Williams was always in the streets being an activist, you know, helping Brooklyn out as far as, you know, getting kids things that they need, um, working with politicians, all types of shit. Like, I, I didn't know he was involved in a lot of shit and, like, hands-on involved with a lot of shit. And for him to be, like, that type of dude, and then, I mean, look, you got to mention it. For a dude, a dark-skinned dude mm-hmm. with a huge-ass scar on his face. Mm-hmm. As far as Omar, like it's like I, you know, that kind of in a way fits with that sense. role. Yeah. But for him to be on what Boardwalk Empire, for him to be in Now You See Me, uh, not not Now You See Me, um, Now You See Us. What well, When You See Us? When You See Us? Uh, mm-hmm. That was uh, Ava DuVernay's joint on the um, Central Park Five. Man, he um, done been on. Listen, this dude done been on Law and Order, CSI. Yep. Um, he done been in movies like Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, he done been in video games like Battlefield. He was in uh the new RoboCop. He was in the Purge. You know what I'm saying? Like he got some some joints. But what people don't know, a lot of people don't know, and they they actually starting to find out is that 
You know what I'm saying? He was uh, in music videos doing choreography. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? That, and that go all the way back to 1994. Yeah. He was a very, very talented dude, man. And yeah. I actually heard the story. Uh, it was years ago, but he was on some radio show. And somebody asked him about the scar. Mm-hmm. And he was like, basically, uh, I don't remember it completely, but basically he was like leaving a bar or something. Dude shot to rob him. Well, I think they did rob him. And he was just like, man, dude had a had a razor. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Slice his whole face from his forehead all the way down, to like basically like past his nose. Mm-hmm. And he talked about like how many stitches he had to get and all that type stuff. But like to 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 have a, a, a scar like that and how Hollywood want everybody to be perfect, man. Just think about all the women that don't eat or you know what I'm saying? Like they, they they got this this thing of like you you only can look one way. Mm-hmm. And for this dude to be able to have the career that he has had, you know, with with that, what some people would call a blemish, but you know, some people wouldn't call it that. I mean, I didn't. I mean, look, man, shit happens in life. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody plan right. to get robbed outside of damn bar and somebody slice your face. But I don't think that should prohibit you from getting work but I just thought that for a guy to be in the streets the way that he was how much he wanted to help people mm-hmm. how much he was involved in um, Brooklyn and New York and still to be from Brooklyn and still live in Brooklyn right you know that dude man he he had even though he was an older guy he had a bright future man I mean just think about the role that he played in in um Lovecraft Country. Yeah, I forgot about Lovecraft Country too. Like, listen, he was he was. It, it sucks, you know, what I'm saying hearing this news too because you know they about to actually start back up. So, um, they supposed they were supposed to do a deal. I believe it was with Netflix, or um, might have been Hulu. One of them, they they're supposed to be uh, doing a deal with them to restart because um, they lost the contract with HBO. So. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was going to be, you know what I'm saying, something that everybody was already looking forward to. Um, and unfortunately, with his passing, you know what I'm saying, now we don't get the, you know what I'm saying, the, the opportunity to see that character um, in another season if it just so happens that it goes through. But, um, man, the, the truth of the matter is, is like, he, he seemed like one of those guys who um, he could be a chameleon in any room. You know what I'm saying? He could be amongst everybody from the hood or, you know what I'm saying, he could be up there with all the conservative people too and still be able to move around. Um, I remember they did a, he did a video or like a short clip or I don't know if it was a commercial or what, but I remember seeing it on YouTube where he was basically talking about being typecasted, but he was basically playing every person that was in the room. So it was different versions of him in character. And he was basically like having a conversation amongst himself, you know, saying as these characters about being typecasted. And it was just a brilliant piece. The fact that he could, you know, saying come up with that and had those monologues and had that dialogue, of course, not with himself, really, but with himself. Um, I just thought that was just a brilliant thing for him to do. And that just kind of showed you his range. Even him being on um, Lovecraft Country playing a father to, you know, saying like another older black dude, like. You actually got to see his age in that in that 
show. Usually he ain't playing the 50-something-year-old man. He playing somebody a little bit younger, and he don't look 50-something either. So, you know what I'm saying? He can play them younger roles too, around like them 30, 40-year-old uh, ranges. So, I mean, it, it was just good just to see him, you know what I'm saying, be able to share his uh, gift with us. Man, most definitely. And he also uh, played, you know, he, play, he played a father uh, in the 50s and uh, now you see us uh, as well. But for him to, for his first, like, big break to play a gay dude as Omar in The Wire and also play a gay dude in Lovecraft Country. Yep. Like, some people will be like, nah, I ain't doing that shit. I ain't doing that shit. But it's like, for him to to be comfortable with himself, mm-hmm. to go out and do those type of roles, because everybody artist. everybody won't do it. Yeah, he's a true artist. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, a lot this shit is art. At the end of the day, and he took his craft serious. Um, he he took his uh social work serious. Right. It, it, it sucks, man. Like, I mean, there's a lot of speculation out there going around that supposedly um, drugs was involved and uh, the only thing I say on that I, I thought that Joe and them did a great job on saying that I mean they did an amazing job today giving yeah, they, that was, they need, wow. yeah they need to change the wording because a lot of these people don't know if, if, if it's fentanyl in this stuff like a lot of people don't know that that stuff is in there, so I, I don't I don't think it should be called an overdose. If you're just doing regular drugs, are you thinking that it's regular drugs? Remember, yesterday was the three year anniversary that we lost Mac. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to Mac Miller. Now they found out later that his shit was laced, and they actually arrested the dude that sold those drugs to Mac Miller and prosecuted him. So, if it's one of those type of situations, you know, they these people need to be tracked down. That, that's cutting this coke with with this fentanyl stuff, man, because it's it's dangerous, man, and it's and it's taking a lot. It's taking a lot of our people, man. But they, yo, they showed the um, they showed the amount of fentanyl it takes just for somebody to have a lethal dose of it, and like it, they compared it to a penny, and it was like mm-hmm. it looked like particles. So just imagine, like, if they really putting a lot of that shit in there, like, if that's if if the, if what they shown compared to a penny was a lethal dose, and then you know what I'm saying, they mixing it with the cocaine and everything else, like, yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna get to the point to where it's it's a problem. And to me, it's like, you know, you hear these stories about how Hollywood is and the people in Hollywood and the things that they do, but it sucks that that's what they lead the story with, you know what I'm saying? Instead of mm-hmm. going back and remembering who they were as a person, who they were as, a, you know what I'm saying, an actor and a professional, you know, you got to hear about how, you know what I'm saying, unfortunately they got a drug problem first. And, you know what I'm saying, now that's going to hang over their legacy because every time it's getting mentioned in the media, that's what they're going to bring up. This is true. This is true. Uh, you know, but we do a TV movie podcast, um, and this this was a huge loss in the game, so you Big know time. we we had we had to speak about it. Big time. So um rest in peace to Michael K. Williams, born uh, November what did I say, twenty second, nineteen sixty six. Um and 
passed on September 6, 2001. Let's give him a moment of silence. Yeah, so, um, man, you know, it, you hate to you hate to start off the pod on the somber note, bro. But you know what I'm saying? That's that's definitely necessary, bro. We gotta show love to our um, to our greats, cause you know they definitely ain't gonna do it. Yep, it's true. So um, yeah, man. Today we doing uh the first movie that Jason Momoa never took his shirt off in. <laughs> Great transition. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? My man kept his shirt on through the whole movie. Proud of him. Um, nah, we doing Sweet Girl, man. Came out in two thousand well, came out this year. Um, movie on Netflix. It's about a um it's about a husband who loses his well, a husband and a daughter who loses the um his wife and her mom to cancer, um, due to uh, big pharma playing games and government, you know what I'm saying, making moves. Um, a whole bunch of corrupt nonsense going on in, in, in the corporations. Um, he vows to take revenge. However, um, he ends up passing and the daughter takes the mantle. And uh, listen, that this is the best, this is the best plot twist I've ever seen. I'm not going to lie. I, I got got. <laughs> I, I told you. Got bro, because I, I cause, okay. So the scene where you know what I'm saying they he meeting up with the dude after you know what I'm saying after the mom passes or whatever he meeting up with the dude on the um on the train they talking and everything like that. I'm like okay, you know what I'm saying he about to get some information like he about to make something happen, and then you know what I'm saying like he came up and shanked the, the reporter dude and I was like oh snap. So you know what I'm saying they get to fighting and everything, um. And then when he got kicked out the, uh, well, he got stabbed too, and then he got kicked out the window, and I seen him die. So I'm like, oh man, like this nigga dead, bro. Like so, she got to do this. So my initial thought was, there's no way in the world this 90 pound girl is about to go around thrashing everybody. There's no way this is this is impossible. And so you know what I'm saying? We get into it. She in there training or whatever. She was about to take my uh, she was about to take my guy out who was you know what I'm saying sparring with her. She had him in the in the Krober clutch. My man couldn't do nothing. He tapping. You know what I'm saying? The the trainer had to break it up. And then next thing you know, you just see Jason Momoa pop up. I'm like, oh shit, he lived. So I was like, all right, cool. And then yeah, from there on, I was I was got. I've been hoaxed. Hey, I was hoaxed as well, man. Like the, the first time, <laughs> the first time I saw it. You know, because I'm thinking, like, it didn't even occur to me that he passed. I was like, okay, he got stabbed. Uh, maybe he, you know, he passed out. So, like, you mentioned the scene of her training and, and about to take the dude out that was foreign with her. And then then he pops up. And she was like, oh, you know, I've been waiting on you. It's like, oh, okay, okay. So they must have, ambulance must have came, patched him up. You know, uh, it, was, it was one stab wound. So, I mean, now it was a fatal one, but at the time you're thinking, "Oh, okay, so the ambulance saved him." And I remember the one scene that got me. Okay, well, I get there in a second, but the one scene that got me was when when she so she called the the FBI lady, mm -hmm. and the FBI lady's like, "Yo, you know, can you get a burner? You know, give me a car, boom, 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 all that type of shit." So. 
her and her dad Ray, you know, he's out there shooting a gun and stuff. So she goes and calls the cop, and she was like, "You're in charge," you know what I'm saying? I'm like, mm-hmm. "The fuck," you know? And it, you're not thinking nothing of it. You just yeah. like, yeah. You know, I, I just didn't get why she, you know, wanted her to say, you know, say that you were in charge. You know, yeah. I didn't pay it any attention. And then when they hit you with that plot twist, you was like, oh, shit. Man. That's what the fuck she meant. And, like, the trauma that she went through by losing her mom to cancer, the way that she lost her mom, which we'll get to yeah. that. And then losing her dad, the way that she lost her dad, like, you got to think there's got to be some kind of psychological shit going on with you to deal with that type shit. And, and I'm thinking she probably played. What do you think she played? Like 16, 17? Because I just looked it up. She turned 20 this year. I don't think she was 20 in this movie. She was 18. So she was 18. Okay. Yeah. So, like, with her being an 18 year old, dealing with the death of her parents, the way that she lost her parents. Right. Some people cope like that where there's this thing going on in their head that, yo, like, no, you're still here. You know what I'm saying? Like, because she's talking to him like, yo, you don't have to do this. Like, I told you not to do this. Now we got to do this. And it's like she's putting the blame on a dead person because those two deaths happening the way that they happen, like, I think that was the only way she could cope with it by saying that her dad is with her and he's the one that's making these decisions. 100%. Yeah, man, like, to me, um, I, I I enjoyed this, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I enjoyed this movie a thousand percent because, first first off, it, it throws you for two loops. So when it first starts off, like you said, they on the roof, she yelling, you know, say you in control. And then it goes back. It's like two years before or something like that. And then you just see, you know what I'm saying, the, the relationship with the mom and everything else. And then they in there talking with the mom after they done had this, you know what I'm saying, this wild conversation about how this, you know what I'm saying, this, um, this pharmaceutical company is basically going to end up canceling everything out after they, you know, after the doctor has been, you know what I'm saying, basically recommending this specific, you know, some drug for them. And then, you know, they laying there, they singing, and then she just died. And it's just like, oh, shit. Yo, that got me. Yo, you I ain't going front. Hey, I teared, I teared up. Okay, I teared I up. Hey. Oh, that's sick. Dude, to see, I mean, number one, like, it was what where it kind of started where, like, you know, because – I don't know if everybody do this, but like I, I get so engulfed in the movie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get emotional sometimes. I get attached to it. Mm-hmm. So I was already kind of getting attached to to Ray because just the love that he showed for his wife, mm-hmm. you know? So that kind of got me. And then when the when he asked the nurse, like, hey, my, my wife's supposed to start this new medication. She's like, you have to talk to to you know to the doctor. So he walks up on him and he's like, yo, like, what's up with this medication? He was like, I sadly got to tell you that they they took it off the shelf, you know, indefinitely. Man, that's crazy. And he was like, you told me that, you know, my wife was going to get this. And he was like, 
I got to pass this message on to three other families and right. two of them are kids. And it's like, it's like, it's like the news just got worse. It was like, how, how can you like, after that, there's nothing else you can say. Cause it's like, Oh shit. Like there's two kids dying of cancer that you was going to give the medicine to as well. And now, Literally. you know, so that, that started like the feeling. And then when she was laying with her mom and singing and she dies and look, dude, I did not know. Look, you've been watching, see, you obviously see more stuff with Jason Momoa in than I have. But I, I didn't know his range. What are you trying to say, brother? I'm just saying, like, you know, you're a huge fan of Aquaman. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've seen it, but, you know, it was, it was to me, you know, it's good, but, you know, and then, like, you know, you watch and see. Um, oh, yeah, of course. I, of course, and like so Tell for me, me, I I just when it comes to Jason Momoa, it's just like that. There's dudes who now look, The Rock came and just completely shut shit down. Like The Rock jumped in act, jumped in movies, and he's killing it. But we've seen Stone Cold Steve Austin is cool. You know what I'm saying? He's cool. He's he's not a great actor, but he's doing all right at it. Uh. John Cena, he's, you know, starting to look better, you know, but yeah. I never, I never seen a, a wrestler. The Rock. There was a few movies where The Rock got emotional, but not like didn't, this though. Didn't he get? Didn't he cry in San Andreas? I, I think he probably cried more in like Gridiron Game. You know what I'm saying? Because his he mom died in Gridiron Game. Intelligence with um, Kevin Hart. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, but no, like, dude, that was like, I was like, yo, this this dude, this dude is a real actor because that shit got me. Okay. Like the way he was walking up and down that hallway. That was, and, I, was, I was just about to say something about that. That's the only beef I got with the movie. They had a WWE moment when he was crying and, and walking, and then like he's so big and clunky, bro. Like just the way he walked, it looked like he was walking as a wrestler. Like, Don't do that, man. Like he walked like a seven foot wrestler, bro. <laughs> hey, this is true. I should not be laughing right now, but you you are right. He was he was walking like he was, was walking. He was walking was like gonna, he was walking to the uh to the ring. Yeah, I was gonna message you like, bro, why is he walking like this, bro? But yeah, that's somebody got to make a meme out of that. That is hilarious, dude. That that was not you was not supposed to be thinking about that at that moment. Come on, bro. But um, but I, I, I was until I seen him do it, dude. I was genuinely surprised. I was like, wow, like I didn't know he had this type of range. Well, that's that's why I said you got to get hip to see, man. Like and and see, he he gives you a little bit of you know something like all that, so. Yeah, he he dope enough to uh, do it, man. That's what's up. So, so yeah, like that. But, but hey, we got to get into it, man. We got we got to tackle the tough issues on on this pod, man. What's up, bro? These pharmaceutical companies, man. These politicians. They trash. They are absolutely trash. So you mean to tell me my wife is dying of cancer? I I done sold everything that I got except my boots on my feet, man. Like literally, they ain't got nothing else. They don't mortgage the apartment. Somehow, like they don't, they don't lease the car to another family. All kind of stuff is going on in this thing, but they they giving up everything that they got. And then here you go, you tell them that not only is 
the the medicine you prescribed them or tried to get them to go with in the first place is going to be off the shelf. The next medicine that's coming up is skyrocketing in the price. That's sick. Dude. And then and then the medicine was eighty six percent productive. Yeah, you know what that's I'm saying. Sick, and then now, if 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 you if you have to say was a little cheesy, is the fact of CNN pops up. Mm-hmm. And the dude that's the head of the uh, pharmaceutical company is on TV talking to this politician lady. Right. And he is the second caller to call a different show. Oh, man. So that was a little cheesy. But at the same time, it's like, yo, you make, you say your name, and then you make a threat on live TV. If my wife dies, it's going to be your funeral. Come on, man. hey, bro. That was you talking about bold. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Old girl, she hopped up and said, "Okay, let's take another color." So fast, I'm like, "Hey, like, okay, I'm with it. Let's see if he, let's see if he up to the challenge." Dude, that that shit, that shit was crazy. But, but, uh, but I wanted to stay where we were, man. Like, I, I when it comes to the last scene. Uh-huh. How, what's that motherfucking name? So Rachel, Rachel's a goddamn assassin. Like she, apparently. (laughs) Hey, but she, what I do love is the fact that they show her training. So it didn't make it seem like this came out of nowhere. Man, listen, I don't care if she was training. She probably probably a good solid hundred pounds on a good day, bro. There's no way. She flipping all these dudes around. She kicking all these dudes with power. Like, ain't no way she doing all of this. I I get it. But we see in a lot of movies, girls kicking ass, man. It only be like a buck ten. Like, we got a new one. Come, we got a new one coming out this Friday that I'm, yes, that I'm waiting for. Yes, we do. Um, But for her to, I mean, come on, man. Like, why? I mean, I understand. There, there is a knife to your neck, and you just an older lady. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Amy. Yo, I used to watch. I used to watch uh, Judging Amy back in the day. Right. You know what I'm saying with Amy Brenneman in it. But anyway, um, so if they want you to admit something, you gotta believe that they're recording you. Like, if if, if... <laughs> that that's the that was my only beef too. Like, well, I ain't gonna say my only beef, but that was another beef too. Like, that was too obvious, bro. Like, you knew when she walked in with the phone up what she was doing. Well, she didn't I, have the phone up. She had she had the but the phone was in her pocket. No, it wasn't. She put the phone. It wasn't. Yeah, she the phone was in her hand. She walked in looking at the phone. She said, "I could call the FBI right now." And then she put that it is up. right. And then old girl was talking crazy. And then next thing you know, she gave her the, you know what I'm saying, sweet chin music to the chest, and then that's when shit changed. Man, listen. So she admits that she put the hit, the hit out on her dad yep. and and the other guy in that she says that the politician with the most money wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's fucked up about it is she go on CNN killing dude that's the head of uh, that pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, after her mom dies and her dad dies, she partners up with the dude. Yeah. 
these motherfuckers are dirty, yo. Like we we know they dirty, but I mean dirty in the way of like, like y'all are just, they they just fucked up, man. They don't I mean, care even, about nobody, bro. Like they don't really care about people's lives. Like it it was it's what that's one thing I did like about the movie is that the fact of people have to realize how dirty some of these politicians and pretty much all these pharmaceutical companies are. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was a really good message to go along with the movie because with her admitting the things that she done, now they do, they did say she got arrested at the end of the movie or whatnot and she was able to you know, fly off, but I guess that it was great for her to get this relationship with the, uh, with the fine-ass FBI agent but um, man, for for them to <laughs> for them to get this because she kind of felt away because I think that she was smart enough to realize like yo this girl actually believes that her and her dad is going around and doing this shit and she's doing this shit herself so obviously the FBI agent is thinking she's going through some mental things right now. Now that was that was also smart of her to call the FBI agent and tell her that. Yes. Because that had the FBI agent thinking that it was him too. So that was even brilliant within itself. I, I was I was actually shocked at that. Like I had to go back and think about that. Like, damn, she was talking to the FBI agent this whole time, you know what I'm saying? Basically having them thinking that her dad was doing everything. But I think they knew that her dad was dead though. Nah, remember because she was she was sitting there talking to uh, her partner, and she was like, "I'm um, what did she say? She said something about it makes me want to protect her that she's going through all of this." So yeah, I wasn't so I wasn't sure if she was talking about the parents' death or the stuff that she's doing. See, I I took it as the way the way that I took it when when she when she made that statement. Mm-hmm. I took it as she feels bad for her because, yeah, number one that she lost, in my in my eyes that she lost both of her parents, right. and the way she's coping with it is to go after this pharmaceutical company. And I don't think that she knew that she was going after um, the politician at the time. I think that she, like, it was evident that she was going after the the, the pharmaceutical company. But for mm-hmm. her to say that, yo. I can't get my dad to stop doing this. And I'm thinking, she's thinking like, yo, your dad is dead. So you think, like, in your mind, you and your dad is doing this, but you're doing this shit solo. And I think that's why she said, yo, say that you're in charge. Because I think she was trying to get her to realize, like, yo, you're doing this shit on your own. Like, (laughs) your dad is dead. Like, but she, the way she's coping with it with her in her mind is that her dad is with her every step of the way. Like right. she's in the car arguing with herself, mm-hmm. like, like saying, "Like, yo, I'm going with you." <laughs> He's like, "Get out of the car." And she was like, "No, I'm going with." Like, like, who the fuck are you talking to? You know what I'm saying? Man, listen, that that whole dynamic in itself is, I think it was a brilliant way to be able to um, tell a story without telling the story. You know what I'm saying? Like. They was able to use him to do all these action scenes and everything because, like I said, there's no way that it was going to look right with her actually doing all this action stuff. 
like falling out the car. I mean, falling out the window onto the car. And, like, that's the one shit. Stuff. That's the one shit that got me. It's like, yeah. how I'm in like, the bro, fuck did she, she throw that? Too little for that. She way too little. Really, she way too little for all of this. Like they could have really just picked her up by her waist and tossed her if they wanted to, bro. Like that's how small she was. She wasn't no big girl. So the fact that they was they had Jason Momoa doing all of these things and it was throwing me off because I'm like, yo, why is Jason Momoa getting his ass whooped like this? But after you find out the plot twist that it's really her, you like, oh, now it all makes sense. Um, I actually want to talk about real quick though my favorite character in all of this, the Hitman. What did you of think? Course, of what did course. you think about? Of course he would be. <laughs> nah, I thought that because he it was a that was a genius that was really a genius antagonist to have though. It was, it was, and I love the story that he told because it makes a whole bunch of sense now mm-hmm. that it was Rachel that he was talking to. Exactly because when he told the story about, I think he said he was in Romania or wherever he was at, and he was like in the whole village got attacked or whatever and his parents died. Yeah. That was the way he coped with it by basically becoming a hitman. Right. She lost both of her parents and she basically turned somewhat into a hitman. Yep. So it makes like when they when you actually see the twist, that shit makes more sense. But he also at the same time wasn't showing even though she was 18, I'm not showing you no sympathy. And she was smart to go in there while the cops was in there, so he couldn't make no moves on her right there. So he was mm-hmm. just like, "Yo, I see you in um Pittsburgh." Yo, so, listen, that was dope. His, he, that was so smooth, bro. That was so smooth, bro. Like the the his his whole his whole play in the whole movie and to begin with, for him to pop up out of nowhere with his entrance and you know what I'm saying stab the reporter, kill the reporter, kill Jason Momoa, and then turn around, you don't see him at all. And then next thing you know, you just see him out coming up out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying, getting in contact with somebody. And then next thing you know, he's going back to finish the job. And then, you know what I'm saying, he killed a shy dude. And then once he killed a shy dude, you know what I'm saying, like he get to chasing after her and then like them meeting up. I mean, it's just like it. it this was the best version of a formidable opponent that you could ever have as an antagonist in the action movie. Because it wasn't like he was overpowering. It wasn't like he was super extra. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't this dude that could be unbeatable. And then at the end, they finally get to find a way to kill him. It's none of that. It's literally this dude who he knows what's going on throughout this whole thing. He knows exactly who he's after. You know what I'm saying? And then the fact that, you know what I'm saying, he he has so much faith in himself to even tell her who his employer was. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know how you know how hardcore you got to be to be like, oh, you that you looking for my employer? Her name's Diana Morgan. Don't worry about it. You won't even you won't even be able to get to see her <laughs> by the time I'm done with you. Like by the time you even see a Diana Morgan in real life, I, I'm 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 ending you. And then like you know what I'm saying finding her at the at the rally, and then you know what I'm saying them actually having that final battle, and you know what I'm saying her really getting the best of them because she, it, you know what I'm saying he really killed her at first. Or he almost killed her at first. And then, you know what I'm saying, that schizophrenia kicked in and, the, and her other personality popped up. My only, and my thing with that too, that knife was sitting right there. She ain't grabbed that knife fast enough. True. But the way, the way I, the way I looked at that scene when he was, when he had her under the water. Yeah. I remember 
my track coach used to always tell us because one if I had to say what my best running event was, mm-hmm. it was the four hundred meters. Okay, right. So the four for the people that don't know, the four hundred meters is the whole track, and the four hundred meters is the full lot sprint. You know what right. I'm saying? It's, it's not no you jog. Now you you have a fast sprint, but that last hundred yards. It's, it's, it's that last gear, you know, and he used to always tell us, you're going to have a second win to kick in. And we right. never knew what that meant. We're like, what you mean a second win? Like, what the fuck is that? Right. And it's like, it, it only happened to me once. It only happened to me once. It was in the Junior Olympics. And like, dude, I was, I was, I think I was 13 or 14 years old. I'm running 400 meters. I'm going and dude, I'm getting tired. Like <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> I get, I get, I get about, I get to about where the two hundred meters is, the second two hundred meters, mm-hmm. and I can feel it. I was like, "Yo, I'm, I'm slowing up around this curve," and then I don't know what happened. Just all of a sudden, I went tired no more, oh, and man. I, I kicked in that next one. One that shit got the gold medal, and it's like, damn, that's what he been talking about. That's what mm-hmm. the second win is. I mm-hmm. thought that's what it was, cause for her to be under that water as long as she was, and for him to be choking her out, and then she looks dead, and then all of a sudden she just. <gasps> And then, you know what I'm saying, pops up and then kills my dude. I was like, yo, she got her second win. <laughs> yeah. that, but, was, that was different. Yeah, that was, that was different, man. But, I mean, I told you beforehand, I said, yo, I feel like this is going to be a movie that you would enjoy. Yeah, I, I, and, I, I really did. Because I put this on the list without you even saying it. I didn't mean to bully the list, but I knew. I was like, yo. Once you see this shit, you'll yeah. feel it. Well, see, I, I was I was hearing good reviews about it anyway because my mom said that it was good. So you know what I'm saying, like, um, and then I was hearing everybody else talk about it too. Like, you know, this. Listen, Jason Momoa, man. These last, I'm trying to think, the last four or five projects I seen him, man, dude, don't miss. Yeah, he pick he picks his roles really good. <clears throat> I'm yeah, I'm know. not mad at. I'm not mad at what he's doing. And, like, dude, these wrestling dudes, I'm telling you. Uh, I told you before, I'm not a huge part. John Cena. Wrestling? Well, not no more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he ain't even. Like, why go back? Like, why why yeah, go back? Like, you know like, what I'm saying? The Rock. Same thing with The Rock. Like, he ain't even a wrestler no more, bro. Like, that's dope. The, it it thing, is like dope. Said, same thing with John Cena, too. Like, the fact that they can leave that. Because, I mean, they what they initially doing in the first place is already acting when they wrestling. But the fact that yeah. they could take that and transition it into something that's, you know what I'm saying, a level up and actually, you know what I'm saying, find range and, you know what I'm saying, do multiple things um, in that in that acting vein, like, that's that's dope, bro. It is, man. It's like, it's like, was, okay, so let me ask you this. Let's say you're an actor, right? Like, let's say you knew when you was, I don't know, 13 years old. You want yeah. to be an actor, right? So you go on a drama. I, I, I've been in a few commercials in my lifetime, so yeah, I'm somewhat of okay. an actor. That's what's up. <laughs> so didn't know that. Like you find out something new every day, people. Every day, man. So you go on a drama, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get into Juilliard, that's the whole plan, all this type of shit. And then you see rappers coming to the game. Mm-hmm. They doing their thing and then they jump over to acting. They getting roles. Then you see wrestlers. Right. They doing their wrestling thing and then they jump over and they getting these roles. 
how would you feel as an actor who been taking drama for all these years? You know, you go to Juilliard and all this type of shit, and then they come up, pop up on the scene, and they winning out here. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that they winning. I mean, they get used for a few roles here and there, but I mean, like the uh, to me, like the the only one you really seen that actually had a lead role was like what Ti. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then in a, in a major movie at that, like, well, Outkast, they did out of out, but like that, I think that was like part of their own production. But, but you know who you skipping? Up? Dude, you skipped over the legends. You skipped over LL. You skipped see, over I Queen mean, Latifah. I, I'm not going there yet. I'm not going there yet. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm just let me let me land. But um, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as a major production, you know what I'm saying? Like Ti. You know what I'm saying? Recently, we haven't really even been seeing rappers and um. You know what I'm saying? Like wrestlers or other entertainers come into that space and really garner a lot of success. Um, but like just like you were saying, you know, in the nineties you had guys like LL Cool J, you had guys like Ice T, you had Queen Latifah. Um I'm trying to think who else was I mean you had Tupac, you know what I'm saying? Like so it's a bunch of people who you know what I'm saying was able to transition from one I hate to use a sports analogy, but from one sport to another. Um, and so giving them, you know what I'm saying, giving them those opportunities, I think that what ended up happening was you actually created better actors from that. Because even in 90s hip hop, as much as a lot of people try not to give it, you know what I'm saying, and, and admit to it, a lot of them was playing characters too. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Tupac wasn't a thug, but he played a hell of a thug, you know what I'm saying, on stage at a rap concert. So, you know what I'm saying? They did a lot of they did a lot of that giving him, you know what I'm saying, Thug Rose. You know what I'm saying? Also, he was a cop. Yeah, yeah he was he ain't fucking and gang related. Yeah, but he did a great job doing it. So I mean, you know what I'm saying? And I and I know he ain't never delivered no mail. You got I mean, I'm just saying, like, you just got to give these guys credit for what they're doing, man. Like, LL Cool J, you know, even though, um, to me, I think he plays the same character in every role he gets, um, he still does a great job. The, to me, I think the most successful one is Ice-T. To me, Ice-T is like the pinnacle, bro. Like, there's nobody who's done better than Ice-T as far as the rap game goes. Ice Cube is, is in there somewhere, too. But Ice T is the man, bro. I'm telling you. I'm I talking about from from breaking. He was in breaking, performing. Then next thing you know, he he was in like a, a couple other movies, and then boom, out of nowhere, my man is on. What, what is it? Law and Order. Like, yeah, SB, come on, SB, bro. SB. One of the longest running shows. Like, come on, bro. He, I, he's, I the, he's the he's at God level at this point. I feel you, but I would go Ice Cube for the simple fact that he got his own production and um and Cube Vision. Like okay. he 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 is the pretty much the producer and uh, uh, the writer of a lot of his movies. So true. that is true. So and he's had, I, I, and he's had some great movies with some great people, man. Like Mike Epps, Kevin Hart. Um, yeah. Chris Tucker, like he, he, and then Ice Cube brought a lot of people in the game. So mm -hmm. I, I, I would have to go. I would have to go him. I only bring that up because about Flavor Flav, bro. Man, get out of here, man. Don't do that. Uh, no, bro. <laughs> bro, bro. Flavor Flav had 
Flavor Flav had probably one of the most impactful moments in television history. If it wasn't for Flavor Flav, we would have never got reality TV to where it's supposed to be today. Think about it. I would, I would, this is why I would disagree. Because from what I remember, what mm-hmm. one of the first reality TV shows was? The Real World. Real World. Yeah, but it wasn't shit like Flavor of Love, though. It wasn't. It, 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 was, was, it was. Bachelor, the Bachelor and the Bachelorette wasn't nothing like Flavor of Love. In, in that sense, yeah, like someone trying to find love. But, like, I think that the real world with you just taking a bunch of people. And then I hate to admit this, dude. I hated this fucking show. What? J- Jersey Shore? Oh, I Jersey fucking Shore hated that shit. Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore was cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I ain't really watch it too much. But I understood the, the audience that it garnered. But Flavor of Love, bro. I hate reality TV, but I love Flavor of Love. <laughs> and that I gave New York that. a whole show. That's what I'm saying. Like it was, it's so many. It was so many spinoffs off of off of that, bro. Like he, trust me, he put some people on the map. He put Delicious on the map. He put New York on the map. He put Boots on the map. He put Hoops on the map. He put um, Bucky. He put uh, I forgot what the white lady's name was. Pumpkin. What, Brid- Bridgerton. Something like that, bro. Yeah. This man, this man made stars, bro. If it wasn't for Flavor of Flav, New York would never be a, be a name, except for a city. That's all I'm saying. I I feel you there. the The impact was strong. I I just thought that the the impact that the real world had in the beginning, it was just like you just taking a, a bunch of people who ain't really like quote unquote famous famous and right, and then you you know you make them a name. But I will say this, what the wrestling scene is giving us is it's giving us new and more action stars because with Stone Cold Steve Austin coming in and, you know, he he had a couple of movies. I mean, really the only movie that I really, really seen him in. I mean, he wasn't the star or he wasn't the man in this movie. Right. But um, but the longest he was in the longest yard. You know what I'm saying? Well, Adam Sandler was in that one movie where he was uh, getting hunted. Yeah, I think it was called Hunt. I think. I don't remember what it was called. Um, but, you know, he was he was a little on the older side, but, you know, he gave you some. Yeah. And he was giving you some action stuff. The Rock, initially, when he came in, he was basically an action star and he turned himself into a serious actor. Um, John Cena came in as an action guy. And turn this up to a comedian. Exactly. So but that's what he that's what he was at WWE. He came out when John Cena first came out. He was the, the white rapper dude. People forget about that. Remember he used to come out and rap all the time. Well, I don't remember that because I, I I was I was out of I was out of wrestling around that time. Uh-huh. Like when 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 I was watching it, like I told you, the only time I used to watch wrestling was with my dad. And like that was the time of the Undertaker, Booker T, uh, oh, Sting. That was, that was John Cena. D- dude, John Cena had to come a little bit after that because when I was watching that, like, I mean, I I was I was in middle school, like when when I used to sit down with my dad and actually watch this stuff. Okay. And then like once I got to high school, I was like, Dad, I'm not watching yeah. what you watching. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> I got I got shit to do. But I, I bring all that up to say, Jason Momoa. Is killing it. 
Like yeah. he is killing it, man. Um, I think third on, bro. I told you that. I was so happy to see that. Yeah, because like it, it starts to become like a gimmick, like when you always showing your body because you fit. Even though he was quote unquote a fighter, you know what I'm saying? Because he was working at the gym and he was training his daughter and you know, it showed him hitting the bag and all that type shit. So but I mean the dude is so fucking big, it's like, yo, you gotta be you gotta show us some kind of working out, man, for you to be this big. Like when he stepped to that doctor, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, but I felt bad for the doctor, but I was like, damn, he just towers over this dude. Mm-hmm. But um, but no, it was it was it was great to see that one scene, man. Uh, even though you made fun of him walking like he's walking to the stage, but like, <laughs> but no, but but you know, but you know what I was thinking when I saw that though was the fact of. A lot of men don't like crying in front of people. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so he's walking through the hospital, like, seemed like he was trying to find a private place. Yeah, he just and then he, the yeah, and then he ran into some people walking down the hall, so he turned down the other way. And then he sees some more people, so he turns the other way. And then he finally finds the hallway. And what I do like about what they did in that scene was there wasn't no violence. Right. He didn't punch a wall. Right. He didn't, you know what I'm saying? Because usually they show that that aggression tears where, where you just want to hit something or hurt somebody. Like he turned it into a real emotional moment and he just dropped to his knees and it was just like because I was I was dude, I was waiting for him to punch the wall. I was like, he's about to damage this hospital. Then, I, I feel like I'm and I'm glad they didn't do that though, because that would have been too cliche. It's been way too true. Crazy. Like he get to throwing stuff around, breaking stuff. Wasn't nobody in there gonna be able to stop him because he like six eight two two forty. And uh, come on, man, just get out of there. Just go cry. I thought that was pretty dope. To, you know, saying for people to see him crying like that. I I do, I do too. And man, listen, I do. it it I don't think that anything that he does at this point he needs to do to get more women. But that definitely like upped his score. Man, you ain't lying, man. Cause now they're like, "Oh my God, he's emotional too." Oh, he's so <laughs> oh no! And I'm telling you, bro, I'm sure every movie theater flooded at that moment. <laughs> well, if it would have hit one, <laughs> nah. But like, yeah. yo, like, look, Netflix got another one, man. Yeah, you know, um, every time, every time, it's like every time you get down on Netflix because like they have like these little periods where like two months go by, be like, y'all ain't coming with no heat. Oh, and it's like I found Velocipaster. <laughs> Why do you always gotta bring that shit up, man? Because, man. <laughs> that's the greatest worst movie in history. I mean, okay. You seen it? I've seen it. I've seen Come it. Oh, man, give it to. Um, that's the greatest worst movie in history. Yeah, the greatest worst. I, yeah, I give you that. You, I give you, you that. Ever, anybody out there listening, if you ever want a good laugh, you know what I'm saying? If you smoke reefer or, you know what I'm saying, you indulge in alcohol, whichever one. Do get your vice together, sit back, you know what I'm saying, get in a nice little dark room, turn on Velocity Pastor. You will laugh your ass off. That movie was stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, bro. But uh the the, the CGI in it was <laughs> <laughs> the CGI in it was, was awesome, bro. Oh man. Oh, you stupid! But but yeah, man, they like they they came with another one, man. They 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 didn't disappoint. Right. But 
But I'm telling you, man, like, um, they got some more shit on the way, man. Like, we saw, I, I, I text you with a thing, um, you know, the old guard, too. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They 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 working on that right now. Mm-hmm. They got uh, this new movie. Uh, we just talked about her uh, the other week. Um, no, I talked about her the other week. Um, when I did uh, all about Nina, um, okay. Mary uh, Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead, like she got this new movie Kate coming out. Yeah. So that thing, yeah, that look like that's gonna be good. So uh, Netflix, man, I'm telling you, man, like, oh, I got a question for you. Okay, so you can only have two streaming services. Oh. What are you taking? You only can have two. Oh, that's easy. Um, HBO Max and Netflix. You know, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, it's, HBO Max and Netflix. Listen, HBO Max got the regular show in there. They got me. Because I was, what I was struggling with, the one thing that I was struggling with was Hulu. Be, but the, the only reason I say that is because you can do add-ons. Mm-hmm. But see, you know what I'm saying? I don't worry about that because, like, nine times out of ten, like, really, when I'm even watching Netflix, like, unless you recommend something to me or my mom or somebody else recommends something to me, I'm watching the documentary nine times out of ten. So, like, even on HBO Max, if it wasn't for, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm tripping. Oh, I'm tripping big time. I don't know now. I forgot about about Amazon Prime. No, I forgot about Disney Plus. God damn. (laughs) Ah. See what I'm saying? That shit is hard, yo. Uh, it's okay, hard. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with my guns. I'm gonna I'm say HBO Max and Netflix. But listen, a, a hard third place, bro, for Disney Plus. I'm telling you. And I really, and I really want to say one A, one B, and then a hard second to Disney Plus. But yeah, Disney Plus is that one. They got some joints on there. I I just I heard I heard somebody talking about that today, and I was mm. like, "Damn, that's a good ass question." I was like, "I gotta ask my guy that question." Yeah, man. So, um, you said you was going with HBO Max and Netflix too. Uh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, but the thing is, if we consider if we're considering everything, yeah. if we're considering everything, I would have to go because see, I'm doing a cheat code thing right now. Okay. If if I had to. It, it it will be Netflix and Hulu. The reason why is because you can add HBO, you can add um, Showtime and all that shit, but also sports. You know what I'm saying? You can watch sports on Hulu. Hulu got kind of live sports. Well, it depends on what plan you got. Yeah, that should be behind. So like so talking to somebody and they already scored the touchdown by the time you like <laughs> yeah, the sports. Exactly. exactly. <clears throat> but um but yeah, at the end of the day, man, I fucks with this movie, man. Um sweet girl. So Hey man, that's a horrible question for you to be asking people. I just want to let you know that. Because now <laughs> now you got me thinking about all the shows I'm a mess. Like I'm thinking like, man, if I give up Hulu, bro, I ain't gonna be able to watch, you know what I'm saying, what we do in the shadows. I ain't gonna be able to watch Lil Dickie's uh show, Dave. Like, bro, there's so much stuff I'm gonna be missing, bro. I ain't gonna be able to watch What If without Disney Plus. Like, bro, it's all bad, bro. It is all bad. Then I can't even get the early access to the new Marvel movies either. Oh, that's sick. I don't know, man. I don't know. Hey, 
It's a, it's a tough-ass question. I want to go back so bad, but I don't know, bro. Yeah, man, you know. I just had I just had to hit you with it, man. I heard it I heard it today. I was like, oh shit. I said, let me ask him this shit. Yeah, that was a good one, man. So um fire flame time, bro. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's get it. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. Alright, so um for me, I enjoyed this movie um one hundred percent. The twists in the movie were amazing. Um, it was it was dope to see Jason Momoa doing this thing in this, even though he really wasn't even in the movie for real. You know what I'm saying? That was the whole purpose of it. I thought that that was fire. I'm telling you, that plot twist got me, bro. Um, the Ra- the chick that played Rachel, she did a hell of a job in this movie. Um, I thought that she did real, real good, even though a lot of it really wasn't her. Or we didn't see a lot of her, but just knowing that, you know what I'm saying, that, that fight scene at the end, she did great in that. Um her, you know what I'm saying, dealing with her dad and, you know what I'm saying, like, dealing with showing those emotions that she would have had to go through. I thought that that was real good. The Hitman, of course, like I said, I thought his character was, was super dope. Um, he ended up being my favorite character in the movie. Um, the storyline was real good. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that everybody can kind of um, connect with. It's not something that's like a foreign concept to, to a lot of people. Even if, you know what I'm saying, like you don't know anybody that went through cancer, everybody knows somebody that went through some type of situation with a hospital or, you know what I'm saying, dealing with the government or anything like that. So, you know, everybody can relate to that. Um, I'm going to give it a four, man. That's what's up, man. Uh, look, you said, you said a lot of the things that I was going to say, man, because it, it really relates with everybody. Cancer, first of all, cancer sucks. Um, but then, like you said, a lot of people have dealt with it, so you can relate with it. Relate with it. You can relate with people not trusting the government, not liking the government. How much these pharmaceutical companies is fucking <clears throat> people over? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a great concept. The twist was mad crazy, man. Because when it hit me, what I and also what I loved about the twist was the fact of they went back and showed you. Mm-hmm. Rachel doing this stuff like cause the movie shows you Jason Momoa doing it and then they go back and they show you all the scenes where it that, was actually that, her that doing car, it. That, that car fall, bro. That's the only thing. Yeah, that car fall. And it, it, it even looked fake. Like yeah, it like yeah, it, it like they paused and then like they hit the cars. It was yeah. crazy. But um but no, but it, it was dope for them to show that. Um damn man, unanimous four, man. I, yeah. I got I gotta give it a four myself, man. Good job, man. Good job, brother. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Um, so let's get into this coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. So, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Um, I'm excited about this one. <laughs> I am excited about this one. This was probably the finest woman of the nineties. It's a lot of arguments. It's a lot of people that yep. want to argue and say, you know what I'm saying, they don't know and all this stuff. Let me tell you something. No woman was finer than Halle Berry in the 90s. Man, Halle Berry still fine. Yeah, she definitely is. Still fine. Um, when she was in John Wick, I was like, yeah, I I, I would, I would, I, I end up liking dogs because of her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, people, we got to 
appreciation episode coming up. Um, y'all know we pick a, we pick an actor or a producer or a director every month. Uh, we give somebody their flowers, and we're doing Holly Berry, man. And and like, but people don't understand and realize it's like, yo, when you see her IMDb page, listen, never forget she was Samuel Jackson's crackhead girlfriend. Dude, she played a crackhead before in Losing no, Isaiah, my guy. No, listen, but she was Samuel <laughs> Jackson's crackhead girlfriend. When Gator was dancing, she was there. Just know that. Yeah. She yeah. did her thing for Thanks. a long time. And people do not realize how well-rounded she is. Literally. Like, Literally, but we can, but we definitely gonna talk about it this Friday. So, and you already know we got to talk about the most infamous scene in all movie history. Man, we're not doing Boy this, man. Yes, we are, bro. We we're not doing. I already know what you're talking about. You oh, you talking about swordfish? Yeah, you know oh. what they cost, dude. You know what I thought you was talking about? No, I'm not talking about that. I don't even don't even mention that. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Credit, bro. Yeah, we'll never give Billy that credit. You hear me? Hey, that's when Eric Benet left, man. I would have left too. Meanwhile, <laughs> Diddy, Diddy in there locked up. And she mm, 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 blasphemy. Anyway, we got to talk about it though, bro. We got to talk about it eventually. But that's not what I'm talking about. The swordfish scene, the most infamous scene in all in all of the world, bro. You know how long people was waiting to see them? Man. And they was multi-million dollars. Dude, that was the only reason why I even watched Swordfish because I heard the they said this is the first time you're gonna see them. Yes, the most expensive boobies in Hollywood, bro. And then you get a glimpse. But perfect. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we uh we giving her her flowers, man. Here in a couple of days, so uh yeah. be looking out for the episodes. Could be coming soon. For sure, man. Um. Yeah, so um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. We definitely appreciate it. We will be uh, seeing you guys uh, Friday. Um, make sure you follow me at Scoots Bronson on Twitter, Scoots Bronson underscore TV on Instagram. Check out my other podcast, 15 Minutes of Fame. Also, make sure to pre-subscribe to the 4-3-Pod. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at 4-3 underscore pod, or you can follow us on Instagram at official 4-3-Pod. Um, also, follow the Viewers Anonymous page at ViewAnonPod on Instagram. And I believe it's what? Viewers Anonymous on Twitter? Hold on. No. View- oh, yeah. The new Twitter handle. Oh, yeah. Shit. Wait a minute. I got you. I got you. It's, uh, it's ViewAnonPod on Twitter, too. Dope. So we made that happen. Um, yeah. So it's ViewAnonPod on Instagram, ViewAnonPod on Twitter. Uh, make sure you go follow. Make sure you go support. Uh, also, Facebook, VA Pod Watch Group. You can definitely um, get on there as well if you use Facebook. And uh, that's it, man. We just uh, be putting these things out. Yes, sir. Uh, y'all can follow me at s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter. Same handles uh, at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That is on. Instagram, um, 28 Minutes or Less on Facebook. Um, the last episode I got out on 28 Minutes or Less is just a little preview of uh, of us. Well, really, it's really the announcement episode of, uh, of the 4-3 mm-hmm. and things that you can expect there. 
and me also showing appreciation to you as well um, for going into the uh, second venture that we got started going together. So, you know what I'm saying? I had to give you a shout out there. So, uh, but I'm thinking I got, I got something in mind for a new episode. So just be on the lookout for uh, 28 minutes or less as well. Okay. Then. Also, man, shout out to uh, my homeboy, Easy Carter, man, for First Class Podcast and uh, Funny Guy James as well. And shout out to JD Oracle, man, um, from the Red, what was it? The Red Shirt, the Athletic Red Shirt Pod, too. Yeah, yeah, that was the pod I jumped on there with, um, yep. with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to shout out to JD Oracle, man. That's our guy. You know, what I'm saying we we call him Jamar, and the world knows him as JD Oracle because apparently, this man he he got the vision, bro. And I ain't gonna lie to you, he was he was talking like he was on Sports Center. Yeah, that that boy got talent, man. <laughs> that boy got that- real talent. So. That that he do, man. That he do. So I, I'm not mad at it at all, man. I, yeah. I I love the work that he's putting in. I love yeah. the growth that he got going, yeah. and and how he all always, you know, what I'm saying, reach back. You know, he tried to get both of us on a pod one day, but uh, right. we both. Uh, that was the day you was on first class. Yep. yep. So you know that wasn't able to work out, but for him to, you know. To be doing this stuff, he got big interviews coming up for him to be like, yo, like y'all the guys, y'all part of the team, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why don't y'all come and do a pie with me and all that type stuff? And, you know, he said that he was going to jump on uh, the 4-3 with us as well. So, right. real good dude, man. Yeah, for sure, man. So, yeah, man, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in, as always. Um, I think I said that twice, but that's cool. We're just going to roll with it. Um, see you guys Friday. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all hitting them subscribe buttons. Make sure y'all sharing the podcast. Uh, retweet everything. Resend everything. Repost everything. We definitely appreciate it. But, um, yeah, like they said, Hollywood, man. That's a wrap. Cut.